Welcome to The Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Australian independent singer-songwriter Ray Lee. How are you Hi. going today? I'm good, yeah, just um, doing the next thing and embracing the world that is COVID and every day is different. <laughs> yeah. It is. Well, look, as you know, I'm talking to people across the world talking about how lockdown has impacted their music business. Mm. And you have set up a podcast called Songwriter Twists, which I am so interested in. So let's start oh, there. You. Can you talk about how that came about? And I guess what's the greatest thing so far that you've sort of, I guess, revealed about songwriting in your podcast? Oh, wow. The greatest thing I've revealed. I think something new comes out of every podcast. Every person I talk to, I'm essentially researching and learning every time I speak to someone. And that's where the conversation of the podcast goes is I'm a, I've only just started releasing music this year. Um, but I'm just trying to absorb as much information from that person's experience. And so everyone gives their own advice um, and shares their own experiences. And um, the one thing I realize with most people that I've spoken to so far is the healing power that the music has had in their life, whether it's been creating it or listening to other people's music. And that's what drew them in because it helped them not feel quite so alone. And it's something that they emotionally and, and that spiritually side of things could connect to. Um, and then that's what drives the passion to be a songwriter or be in that world because of that connection that they've experienced. Um, which is really similar to my experience in, in the power of music. So that's been really beautiful to be able to speak to other artists and creatives around what it is that got them into it. And that's what I'm really interested in as well, because music saved my life essentially. And so to actually find out that that's not, I'm not um, an unusual case, you know, it's, it's saved so many people. Um, and it just fascinates me that, music can do so much in such a short period of time. So many people have said that, haven't they? That music mm. is their home, it's their refuge, it's their go-to place when, you know, the shit hits the fan, they, you know, put their playlist on Spotify and it sort of helps calm them down and relax them. And mm. what I love about looking at your podcast is that you're talking about the life behind the song. Mm. That is so cool. So oh, thank you. Um, I guess without giving away too much, <laughs> I'm going to ask this question. What insights have you had in that regard? Because, I mean, it is true. Like people are telling stories through these songs from their own life. Mm. What, what have you got out of that? Um, it's that human connection, which is something that I crave. And so not, not being able to go out and actually connect with people at gigs and things. Um, I was, you know, driving my husband and kids crazy because I'm a chatterbox so podcast was a, a natural move for me and even when performing um, I'm more of an original artist where I like to sing a bit and then talk a bit and sing a bit and talk a bit so it is a bit of a, a natural thing and to have that experience where I'm constantly learning from these people and finding out what it is in their life or the relationships they've had or their experience that has got them to where they are now, most of them it's showing how resilient we are as human beings, you know, that we can go through the most horrific experiences and not kill ourselves, <laughs> you know, like we can get through 
the most amazing things. And we never know how strong we are until we are faced with something where we have to be strong. And some of the people that I've spoken to are so incredibly strong and been through some incredible things. Some of them, you know, haven't talked about that, but a lot of them, even if it was bullying in, in school or breakups in relationships or abuse or traumatic experiences or personal depression with mum, you know, being a mum, um, it's actually allowing a safe place for people to talk more about those specific things that then allowed, like drew them into music. Um, so, yeah. And I think that's beautiful because there's not a lot of, I haven't found a lot of safe places where people can openly talk about these things. They're more sensitive topics that you maybe wouldn't hear on your regular commercial radio station um, because sometimes some topics can be triggering if someone has experienced something and not being able to deal with it. And so I do make sure that, you know, if you're listening to a podcast and there's a, a trigger warning at the start, it's because I believe there may be a story in there that may trigger someone. And I think all of us need to be in a particular space to be able to hear certain things or feel certain things. And sometimes we feel strong enough to listen to something and other times we don't. I don't listen to the news that often because I really struggle with hearing when children have been in some sort of problem um being a mum, i'm very protective and you know there's very little i can do about all the children in the world um but my husband will will always he, he he's my filter and he if something has happened to a child whether someone's drowned or been taken or there's been an issue where a child's been injured or hurt um and it's in the news he usually will wait for me to be ready and he'll let me know so that if i do hear it on the radio or i hear it somewhere bypassing that i know about it and um I, you know i have time to adjust to what's Process. happened yeah 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 rather than it being like sort of hitting me sideways um you know sometimes things just happen and it's yeah. just the wrong time and yeah so um yeah I, I think that it is good to have those spaces but it's also important to um, know or be like prepared, you know, like you know what you're walking into. Someone just brings a topic up that you weren't prepared for. It can be quite shocking and difficult as well. <laughs> but these conversations, like you're saying, it, it's a part of our wellness practice now. Mm. And I mean, I've spoken to about 180 people all up since March. And, you yeah. know, invariably, it's crazy. Everyone gets to the topic of mental health and they all say the yeah. same thing. You know, I, Music has saved me. It's kept me sane. Being able to write and record and talk to people has helped them mm. through this incredible time. Uh, but also having other people hear you talk about, like reshare your story and tell how you are feeling helps them as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you relate to each other. Um, that's the beauty, I think, of these podcasts right now at this time in history. Yeah. It's not a problem shared. It's a problem halved when you're sharing Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about um, a single that you have just recently released called Father's Love. Yeah. Now, I went onto your website and mm. I cried when I watched <laughs> the video. Like, I was, I could not stop. It was just beautiful. So, you're introducing, God, I've got goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> you're introducing it. And then your father comes on yeah. and he shares his wisdom. And because my dad passed away two years ago, I'm thinking, oh. I would, have, I would have just loved to have been able to video him saying the same thing. Like, what a beautiful legacy you've just created. How does he feel about the song? Um, well, I played it for him in this room, actually, right where I am now. I had my piano in here for his 70th birthday, which was a few years ago. Um, and it was just 
like we've had some ups and downs. I don't think any parent-child relationship is perfect. Um, and maybe it become becoming a parent helps you realize that. <laughs> um, but it was my dedication, I guess, to him to honor him as my father and let him know that I love him and that no matter what's happened within my childhood or you know, and his life and, and the, the experiences we've had in our relationship together, that the fact that he is my father and that he does love me. And I'm, I'm so honored just the fact that he has tried the best that he could given his circumstances. And I think that that is what a father is. And so it was a really simple, sweet song that I'd written for him and he loved it. Um, and I did a little video recording and it happened to be probably the most watched video that I've ever put on Facebook. Um, and he said afterwards, you know, you should record that. I think will really touch some people, people's hearts. And he's a pastor and quite spiritually sensitive. Um, but he's also a Vietnam veteran and very emotionally quiet, <laughs> like most men. So, um, yeah, and I only started releasing music this year. And so it was one of the songs that I did record. And I thought I'll do it again and I'll release it for his birthday this year, which I did. Um, it's the 19th of August. And, yeah, I haven't done a huge, like, publicity push or anything like that it was more about honoring my dad and then through that also honoring all men who are fathers because there's been especially with a lot of the domestic violence awareness that is out there that is definitely needed um i think it's also put a lot of fear and not it's, it's also good to acknowledge that there are good men in the world who rock up every day very thanklessly um and be fathers and do what they need to do to protect their families and provide and you know not saying that the women's don't also do that you know we both have roles to play um but I thought it was a nice way of just honoring those men out there that are doing a good job and remembering that you know there are good men in the world and um they deserve the kudos and the pat on the back and the recognition and we get to do that on father's day as well which is coming up so that's exciting as well well, I, it's beautiful because it is, the, once again, the power of music, the power of yeah. the song, the power of the, the lyrics. And I think you've got people all over Australia wanting to your dad. <laughs> wanting to <laughs> dad because he, his voice, <sighs> his voice was just, it was just perfect to have as the introduction to the song. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to have watched it. And I hope that you know, when you actually start the push that radio starts playing it, it's a great yeah. song. Well done. I actually have a 30 minute, I, I interviewed him for 30 minutes. Um, so I have 30 minutes of his wisdoms around men and fatherhood and his dad. Um, and so I, I am planning on putting that together and I'll release it probably before Father's Day. But Perfect. it is a nice thing to have. I think if you have a parent and they're still alive, to be able to have those moments captured, um, you know, like you said, I'll have that forever and yeah. um, they're not getting any younger and yeah. And you, you kind of like the wisdom is something that you want to keep with you forever. So I think mm. that's a wonderful project. Now we met um, recently on a women in music panel hosted by Jodie Joy. And mm. I was interested. Um, we were talking about, I was talking about how hard it was to get photographs. <laughs> yeah. I have to talk to you about this. Now, you have been a model. Mm -hmm. You have no problems with yep. taking photographs. So I need some tips from you because this is your natural sphere of mastery. <laughs> Let's talk to the artists out there who are so reluctant to take yep. current photographs. So what are the kind of, I guess, mindsets we can get them into to help them cross that barrier and get some decent shots and not feel you know, confronted by it? Sure. 
it is very confronting. So don't feel alone in that. It takes practice and time. Definitely. The, the biggest reason that I got into modeling and acting when I was younger was because I loved music and I knew deep down that that was who I was going to be, but I was paralyzed by the thought of singing in front of anyone. So I knew I needed confidence. I was very shy. And so I just started doing things that scared me really small things. And uh, the more you start pushing that comfort zone and the more you do little things that might scare you, that the more you can do. And so it is a, it's an exercise that we push with our self-confidence. The very, very first few things that I, that helped me take those first few steps was one, look at yourself in the mirror. Um, and when you look at yourself in the mirror, only look at your eyes. Because when you are looking in the mirror and you're looking at yourself, you're looking at all the things that you don't like about yourself. That's a pretty common thing, especially for women. We, we, we compare and we have insecurities and, you know, nothing's ever good enough. We never feel good enough. Uh, and I feel like that now too. And those little demons come up and I'm like, I just sometimes I just don't feel good enough. But the reality is when we're looking at other people, um, most of the time we're actually looking at their eyes. And the eyes are the window to the soul. And they're the one thing that when we look at someone's eyes, the rest of them is just the shape. You know, we're not looking at pimples or necessarily, I, I don't necessarily look at style and fashion. I know some people are more aware of these things and other people aren't. Um, and that's just fine. Like my husband's my stylist. He tells me what to wear and clothes and everything. And it's nice. Um, and, you know, you might be more skilled in that area, which might make you more... Um, judgmental of yourself but just go back to remembering that your eyes are the the main part and focus and and actually make a photo as well like amazing my biggest grievance coming into the artistry world so many album covers and so many artists will have photos of their back or their head will be covered by (laughs) a hat or you know they're not looking at the camera or their eyes aren't even in the photo and yet the eyes I think of all of us are the most important feature um, and so if you can get really good at different ways that you look at a camera and you're just you know when you're talking to someone and you have that good eye contact it shows confidence um, and the ability to actually look someone in the eyes so even finding someone and doing staring competitions <laughs> and just getting good at eye contact um, as uncomfortable of uncomfortable as it may feel it's really important to be able to learn eye contact because once you go from staring competition then modeling and and taking photos you're just doing that but with the camera you know that makes sense but I think that's I've never thought about it that way but I think that's the best way to describe it if you focus on your eyes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just look at the camera like you're looking at someone yeah I think everyone, everyone watching if you can sort of adopt what Rayleigh has said take some photos and let's like let's just see how it works I think that's brilliant maybe we should have an artist photographic competition and make you be the judge oh yeah sure I mean there are angles and little things that you learn along the way around body shape and angles and you know you can over exaggerate I think some of that like it's different if I'm taking a photo for my artwork or if I'm taking a photo for um, acting for example which is more lifelike more actiony versus high fashion modeling which I've also done and so that's when you do have your exaggerated angles and it's all about making clothing look good and you looking as thin as possible and things like that so um there are definitely like your fashion shoots and then there's your lifestyle shoots and um I think with art and music we're looking for a relatable 
photo that is still your best photo and your best angles and all that sort of stuff. But your eye contact, that's how people are going to get to know you. Well, look, I love it. An online course is coming up very soon. <laughs> Taking you all through it. I, I never thought about being an expert in it, but I have been doing it for a long time. <laughs> look, it really helps to hear from someone who's actually gone through it themselves. And mm. as a musician, you understand how confrontational it is. So thank mm. you so much for that. And no look, problem, thank yeah. you so much for talking to me today because I think it's so great that you've opened up this conversation about songwriting and created mm. this space for people to share the stories and the life behind the song. Thank so you. I'm really keen to see who you're going to be talking to next. Great. I've got lots of people coming up, but um, anyone can apply to be on the show. If you've got released music, um, that's kind of my base level of, I need, I need music that I can also present and promote as a part of the artist. Um, even if it's you have not you singing, if you co-wrote or wrote the song, um, then that's, that's all I need. And um, you can go to the website and apply and, I've got a list of people, but I'm always looking for, you know, people to come and share your story and just have a chat. It's very casual. It's very relaxed. Yeah. Well, I will make sure I put all your contact details on the post so that everyone can find you. And I'd highly recommend everyone to actually listen to this podcast. It's really cool. Thank, oh, thank you so you. much, Relay. It was so great to thank talk you. to you. And um, I can't wait to catch up with you again, especially that on online photographic course. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Let's, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.